0: We pray this message blesses and encourages you. I'll never forget the time I made a curry and uh, it was a total disaster. And I I gave it to my housemate who's an Indian to try and I said, could you taste this? (laughs) And he tasted it and he said, is this an Irish curry? (laughs) And I knew it was, it, was, it was fit for the bin when he said that. I knew there was, there was nobody going to eat that curry. Uh, is this an Irish curry? Uh, so as Pastor Dell said, we are starting our Advent series. It is the four weeks in the run-up to Christmas where we prepare our hearts and minds, where we mark the arrival of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And uh, as as we've heard, he will come again. We we, we look forward to the second Advent that one day will come. But in this season, in this Christmas season, the theme is receive. Our church Christmas theme is receive. Receiving Christ in this season and desiring to to receive him in greater measure is our heart's desire because this is the season of giving and receiving. Hopefully you may give some gifts and hopefully you may receive some, but there's a broader principle here. It's important that we can give and receive well from each other emotionally and spiritually. Some people are great givers, some people are great receivers. Some people struggle to give and others struggle to receive, but we need both. We need both. Good givers are also able to receive well. And there may be many reasons why we may struggle to receive more of the Lord in this Advent season. And very often it's because we're so busy, aren't we? We're just busier. Everything gets a little bit more hectic. Traffic is heavier, uh, things are louder, noisier, and we can just feel ourselves living a little bit up here on edge, maybe disconnected from what's really going on inside of us. Um, and as a, as a result, we can even push God to the edges of our lives. We 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 just don't want Him coming too close because there's just so much to do. Plus, Recent events in our city may leave you feeling a little bit more on edge. Perhaps you feel a little bit more insecure around your own personal safety. And it's easy for fear and intimidation to rise up in the hearts even of God's people at this time. So there's so much that can keep us disconnected from God and not really receiving the fullness of his peace, his love, his mercy, his grace in this season. And today, uh, there's one area that I believe God wants us to receive well in. And this is not your usual Advent Christmas message. It's not the usual message you may hear in the run up to Christmas. So I say that to slightly prepare you for what the word is for today. And at the end of the service, there will be an opportunity to receive an anointing oil, to receive touch in a prayer uh, from the prayer team, from Pastor Des. Uh, So I'm just sowing that seed um, at this point. But I believe for some of you today, that if you receive this well, it could be a real breaking point and a breakthrough um, season for you. Uh, And what I believe God wants us to receive in greater measure in this season is his comfort. His comfort. And the Hebrew word, nakaemu literally means to cause to breathe again. Isn't that lovely? To cause to breathe again. So even as we start this time in the word, why don't we just take a deep breath? Take a deep breath, catch your breath, breathe into maybe any situation that's causing you to feel anxious, causing you to feel choked, stifled. Because in this season, God wants us to receive his comfort in greater measure. What else do we mean by comfort? Well, it's consolation. It's reassurance in times of distress. And comfort is a very specific work of the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 16, we read, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate or comforter and he will help you and be with you forever. In 2 Corinthians, we read how the God of all comfort wants to comfort us so that we're also a comfort to others. And we read in chapter one, three to seven, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the suffering of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, you shall also share in our comfort. We are to receive comfort from one another. Jesus, of course, is the good shepherd of our souls and Psalm 23 is a beautiful illustration of how he wants to comfort us. Scripture also warns against false comforts. In Luke 6:24, it says, but woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. In other words, don't find comfort in your cash. but we also don't want to be like Job's comforters, offering pat answers to our friends in the face of their life's difficulties. So our primary passage I'd like to look at today is from Isaiah 40. If you'd like to turn there in your Bibles, in your apps, Isaiah 40, and we're gonna look at just a couple of short verses, uh, verses one to five in Isaiah 40. Comfort, yes, comfort my people. Say to your God, speak comfort to St. Mark's. Cry out to her. Her warfare is ended. Her iniquity is pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain will be brought low, every crooked place will be made straight and the rough places shall be smooth. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for your word to us today, Lord. And as we settle our hearts now in your presence, as we breathe in your presence, as we come present to you, we want to open ourselves up to your comfort to your words, to your life that you are offering to us this day. God, we just silence now the distractions around us, the distractions within us, so that we can be fully present, receiving all that you desire. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So Isaiah was a major prophet and in the first part of this book he warned against the coming judgment and predicted that the people of God would go into exile. They were wayward, they disobeyed God and his commandments and so they were taken off to Babylon for 70 years. And then in chapters 40 to 55 it speaks of the return and the restoration of God's people after the exile from Babylon. So these words are prophetic words of comfort into their situation as they are returning home. They have been in captivity, times were hard, and they could now find comfort once again in their God. So chapter 40 is a turning point in the book and in the life of God's people. And this repetition of the word comfort here is to emphasize both its importance and the measure of comfort that God wanted to pour out to his people. God was saying, This period is now over. Your time of servitude, captivity, and misery is finished. The warfare season has ended. What a great! prophetic word into the nations. The warfare has ended in Jesus' name. And for the believer and for us, Jesus has won the ultimate war. He has won the ultimate victory, but we are still in a battle. The enemy of our soul still wages war against the believer. There is a battle to stand for truth, for love, for mercy in our families, in our communities. There's a battle to stand for Christ in our workplaces. There's a battle for the souls of men and women. There's a battle for God's people to live out out of the fullness of the inheritance that God has won for them on the cross. And the enemy of our souls even taunts us with fear and intimidation. And even these recent events could make us pull back in fear and make us cower at home. So we are in a spiritual battle and the battle is real, but we are called to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. We are called into the fight of faith. We're called to put on the armor of Christ because when the day of evil comes, we have to stand our ground and stand. And after you have done everything, stand, it says in Ephesians. And there may be situations represented here today where God is just saying to you, just stand in my grace, stand in my love and stand for the truth. But even in that, God's people can become battle weary and we need to be replenished by his comfort. We are replenished through his comfort. In the second part of that, verse two, we read that her sin and her iniquity has been pardoned. God is saying, I am reconciled to her now. I will no longer hold the sin against my people. This was a proclamation of God's forgiveness towards his people. He was now restoring relationship to them. You see, forgiveness is offered to each person who wholeheartedly repents of their sin and turns to Jesus. Jesus, our sin is forgiven and our iniquity is pardoned. And we marked that there through communion. But we will never be comforted in our sin, but comfort is available to those who seek to be delivered from it. We are never comforted in our sin, but comfort is available to those who seek to be delivered from it. So this word in Isaiah really was a prophetic word that things would change. Things would change. And it's a prophetic word to you this day, that things are going to change in Jesus's name. Amen. Maybe you feel at the end of your rope Maybe your finances, family or future looks uncertain. Maybe the demands of this season have left you feeling just run ragged, worn out, burnt out, rusted out. Maybe you are not looking forward to this Christmas season, but God is inviting you to receive his comfort, to know his comfort at this time. You see, as the good shepherd carries his lambs, So he desires to carry us, to really carry us. His comfort carries us. We read there in verse three, the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So Isaiah is hearing this voice, prophetically he's hearing this voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And whenever kings and queens would pass through a desert on their way through to undertaking a journey, a person would announce their arrival and would proclaim their coming. So Isaiah is saying God would make a way for the return of God's people back from captivity and that he is coming on the highway and that he would lead them through this desert. And no matter what we're going through right now, no matter what your desert may look like, God doesn't want you making your own way through this passage in time and space. He doesn't want you making your own way through this, relying on yourself, relying on your own resources, relying on your own wisdom, you're relying on your own understanding. He wants us to rely wholeheartedly on him, to, to lean into him, to lean into his voice, to lean into his chest, to hear his heart towards you and the situation. Because when we're in those dry and weary places, we have to be careful whose voice we listen to. I shared this at the wellbeing day, whose voice are we listening to? And it's so easy in those dry and weary places to listen to the enemy's voice, to be drawn into what the enemy speaks or or to listen to our own fallen flesh and and, and to lean into our own broken humanity but our good shepherd wants to speak. He wants to speak in that still small voice in in the quietness of that place where you and him get together because it's there that his comfort brings clarity. His comfort brings clarity. So that the noises of the enemy become silenced and that we only hear the shepherd's voice, the good shepherd's voice leading us ever so gently through the dry and weary land. But there's more. I don't know about you and and different seasons you may go through and, you know, there may be times in your life where you're just feeling a little disgruntled maybe heartbroken over a situation where you feel out of sorts and, and, and just unsettled. And, you know, maybe you bring that issue continually back to God and, and, and you come into God's presence again and again with the issue and, and, and you, you struggle to, to know where to go or what to do with it. And, and, and it's just like this, this little heaviness, but it just leaves you unsettled. And then one day, one day you're, you're in God's presence, and there's like this internal, this internal dam breaks open within you and 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 the tears and all the crying and the hurt is just released into God's presence and you become present to the real hurt you're carrying and to the real condition of the situation and you become present to your heart in his presence and it's there that he pours in his comfort You see, what life does to us is when we've been hurt, there's there's like a scab that lodges over our soul. And the scab just gets harder and harder with time. And we become hardened by it. But in his presence, he pours his oil. He opens the scab. And he says, let me pour my love, my grace into every wounded place within. Allow me be the divine surgeon and let me heal you. Let me heal you. Let me minister into that divine wound because it's in that place we find healing. It's in that place that he comforts us. And not only that, but God's comfort increases our capacity to cry. In his comfort, we increase our capacity to cry. Now, that's not a very conventional invitation, is it? That's not your usual altar call invitation, is it? But God is saying today, bring your tears to me. Bring your tears to me. Don't don't, don't hold back any longer. Don't don't push it down. Just don't, don't think you have to just keep this all together. Bring your tears. You see, crying brings relief. You feel so much better after you cry. It brings clarity, you you get fresh hope. Lord, increase my capacity to cry. What an unconventional prayer and yet something that is so biblical. When was the last time you had a good cry about that situation? You know, because we live in this toxic positivity culture where we're only living our best lives unless we're on the mountaintop all the time, I actually think we've lost our connection to our cry. We've lost this connection to cry. And rather than that being something that's very mournful, it's actually something that's incredibly healing. But because we, we, we feel this pressure to constantly be happy and always have a positive thing on our mouths and a positive thought in our heads that we, we just lose the capacity to feel and to cry. And yet the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness is calling you today. The voice of the one crying out in the wilderness is calling you today. He is calling you forth today. He is saying, come forth to me. Allow me to comfort you. And I wanted to put this on the screen, the, the come forth to me because perhaps If English isn't your first language, this may be confusing, but it's a play on words. He wants to comfort us. And in the comforting, he says, come forth, come forth. You see, receiving God's comfort calls us forth into a place of deeper intimacy with him. In-to-me-see. Come forth and into me see. Will you allow Jesus into and allow him to see into you? Oh, no. (laughs) No, I'll just go under my comfy blanket. I'll stay under the comfy blanket. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is saying, come forth to me. Me. So there's, a, there's an act of step for, stepping forward in receiving his comfort because it's there that our soul is soothed, our soul is strengthened, our soul is supported, and our soul is sweetened. We are sweetened in that place. May we know our shepherd's voice and know his leading and his comfort. Just to go through those verses again. The voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken." If the worship team would like to come back up, please, that would be great. These verses, of course, were spoken by John the Baptist. John the Baptist spoke these verses in the Gospel of John about the coming Messiah. So these verses are a prophetic announcement about the ultimate king that was to come. And they speak to us today because he has come and he is coming and he wants to come in greater measure into our situations. But the question is, will you make room? Will you make room in your hearts to receive more of him? Because if you do, he says, my comfort is available. My comfort will carry you. My comfort will bring clarity. My comfort will increase your capacity to cry. My comfort will call you forth into a place of deeper intimacy. And my comfort will increase your capacity for him. What a wonderful God, amen. What a, let's just praise God in this moment. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. So there's an invitation today, folks to run into the Father's arms, to receive that comfort once again, receiving that comfort once again. I want to invite the prayer team to come up to the front, because we're going to have a time of anointing. We're going to have a time of just blessing you, because God wants to anoint you with comfort. He wants to anoint you with healing. He wants to anoint you with hope, because there's a very great promise that we see in these verses. And this is the promise that as you receive more of me in this season, as you receive my comfort as I increase my capacity within you to receive more and more and more I will raise up every valley before you I will bring down every obstacle and every mountain in your way I will make every crooked place before you straight and I will make every rough path smooth in Jesus' name why don't we stand to our feet church why don't we stand to our feet because God is saying come to me Jesus is inviting you The Father's heart is inviting you today to receive into your souls, into those wounded, into those hurting places, His love, His love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father God, you know how much I have needed this word, how much I have needed it, Lord. And I pray that each person who has needed this word today, Lord, will right now receive that comfort, will receive that joy, will receive that healing touch. In Jesus' name, we pray. Please feel free to come forward and receive what God has for you. Do not be shy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like any more information, please visit SaintMarkCity.ie. Have a very blessed week.